up, our friends over at Cellhound have outdone themselves. They're giving the Death Piles and Taxes listeners an opportunity of a lifetime. They're, they're going to help us make some money, get rid of that Death Pile, get your items listed because you can't sell out of an empty wagon. Man, sell all that you got, kill that Death Pile. When you go over to Cellhound, use promo code, capital letters, Death Piles 25 to save 25% off of their service. And, and get out there and start making some money. It's that magical time of week. I've had the time of my life because I'm here on the Death Piles and Taxes show. D-Roy, Derek Roy Everett here with the tax man himself. Adam Beasley, the tax man. How are you, my friend? Well, you know, you you just can't count that high without a calculator. That's why, you That's why I hired you for an accountant. I got so many monies, I don't know how many monies I have, Adam. Tell me how rich I am. Tens of hundreds of monies you have. I got more pennies than I got nickels, and that's far more than I have dimes. But we're here to talk about eBay and selling online, Adam, and I'm so excited because coming up in the second half of our show, we have a uh, very special guest. Special guests are what we like. We've been working on this for a while, and we have CEO, president, founder, just the boss lady of Cellhound. Susan is what I'm going to say because I messed things up. My mother-in-law's name is Susan. Her name is Suzanne. And I just know I'm going to mess this up. So I'm going to try really hard to get it right. And I have to apologize right now if I mess it up. Suzanne Woke is don't, coming on the show. Don't screw it up. She is the CEO of Cellhound. We've talked about it in the past. It's an app that essentially, it, it gets rid of your death pile. She's a big deal, and I'm happy that she uh, is going to give us some little bit of her time to come in and talk to the people here. I know we talked about it kind of before what it is, and I don't know if she's going to be okay with it. I'm thinking I'm going to try and give her a nickname. Oh, man, don't you be going giving people nicknames. That's what you do, and then, then we lose friends sometimes. I know, but if we do, like $100 Bill, he loves it. That's true. You know, I, I get to meet with $100 Bill on Saturday. I'm a little jealous. I haven't been to this, the meetup group for a few months now, so no, I, he, I haven't seen Bill. He came and met up at my group. I, your group of you, party of one. Thanks for inviting me to lunch with you and Bill. We, we didn't have time for lunch. We were planning our profits. Okay. Well, I don't want you stepping over a, 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 a profit... Uh, I'm trying to think. No, not a moment. Attorney, attorney, client privilege. I don't know how that works in the tax world. Is this? Uh, you're, you're thinking a, Moses or Noah Prophet? I'm talking about P R O. Oh, I definitely, I definitely aren't thinking uh, Moses or Noah Prophet. And you, in the same sense, my friend. Don't, don't, uh, don't hurt your arm, patting yourself on the back there, buddy. Easy, easy now. No, hundred dollar bill came down. We had a good planning session. Uh, you know, he's he wanted to move to P Town. I had a great time out there. I, I, I could highly recommend it for the uh, sourcing alone. I didn't want to break the news, but I think you guys were in P-Town the same time. Well, there was a time warp kind of, I felt something, one of those senses in the force or something that, uh, why wasn't he uh, looking at the uh, Goodwill with me then? He was uh, he was trying to look for property. Smart man. And apparently there's still property to be had, so good, good on Bill. Yeah, $100 Bill, he's in charge of our eBay meetup group here, and he's looking to branch out. He's looking to move down to the to the motherland. Well, I mean, if you can't beat him, join him. And Adam must be a, a good salesman because, well, he's, he's talking about him moving to the desert. Uh, yeah, he, I think they still got a couple of years, but he, he's we're laying the groundwork for his wife. Hey, you know, there, there's worse places to stand up, I guess. There is. So, um Getting into it today, you know, like I said, we, we got a special interview here, the, the second half of the show. First half of the show, man, i, I got to hit a couple things. Bring it. Hit me with your best shot. 
Oh. I don't know who sings that, but that's a good one. Fire away. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which, Brian, on his birthday, he really appreciated that, uh, you know, his little shout-out. I got a makeup, so somehow Brian became a golden ticket winner, and now I got to get in good with him because we're going to have to hang out for a half day doing some stuff. So I can't have you guys just bullying me the whole time. I, I'm a little jealous because he got a hologram sticker. I don't even have a hologram sticker. He got a golden ticket. There's a, there's still a few at large. And uh, speaking of that, our T-shirt winner of the week is Everett Denny. Ooh. So there you go. We'll get the T-shirt out to you. There you go. So those of you who this is your first time listening, first off, thank you for catching us up. We are a podcast. We talk about fun stuff to sell, how to do it. And also the business aspect of it. And sometimes we get out in the weeds a little bit, and we just like to tell stories and have a good time doing it. The derailment. So um, we have been doing this contest this year. We've been on for a year. Tremendous growth. I mean, tremendous. Can, can, can he come on? Maybe a little guest, guest. He's way busy. From what I understand, he's, he's feeling the burn bigly. I don't know what that means, but he's feeling it. You, you know, um, we'll have to see maybe. Huge. What, what was that? A very busy um... No, I'm not. We got important things going on. We can't have a clown and a horse and pony show going on. We can't get political with people. We got people tuning in to hear our special guest alone. All right. Well, um, tax time. So, anyways, we had a little uh, a little program, um, you know, talking about just doing some reviews for us, getting us out on the the what, what do you call it? iTunes pod beans. Uh, arm scratcher, dog the, catcher. The internet. Okay, the internet. I Worldwide web. Well. I, I had a client come in today talking about it. He asked me if we're on Spotify. I said, yes, we are. You bet we are. I saw that you have the uh, shirt displayed uh, loud and proud out there. I, I got it looks the shirt. Good. I got the shirt out in the, in the lobby. So, uh, anyways, you get on, you find us, you like it, go on there. We've been running a contest. If you showed us that you did, um, you know, like us, give us a five-star. Derek had a, a special golden ticket. We're a very... Oh gosh! I, before we get, <laughs> I, I'm a bit. I'm trying to lose weight. That's where the whole thing stemmed from. Uh, eating cabbage, cabbage stew. Like I liked it. Somehow I get morphed into this Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka Factory. Who eats rat stew? That guy. I don't even like him. Yeah. I. I, I if you go back, here's the numbers. Don't lie. One of our top downloaded episodes ever is Grandpa Joe was the scumbag. I think uh, anti Grandpa Joe Nation is behind it with me when we come out and say. That guy was a mooch. I, I, I almost was able to snap a picture today. Um, friend, he lives right around the corner. Uh, one of the Dixon brothers, they own the meat store right over here. They've been cutting up meat since, like, 1940. Dixon meat. <laughs> Great guys. You can't make this up. You, like, you just can't make this up. He's walking over. You know, he had a tax question for me. I'm much obliged to do it. You know what he was walking with? Uh, I, I don't even dare I mean, a rack of ribs, what? He had a pot that was still steamy with cabbage stew in it. The guy's a butcher. What's a butcher? You don't trust a butcher with a, a kettle of uh, cabbage. It was like, I almost asked for a taste. It looked that good. What's he getting ready for? Maybe he's getting ready for St. Patty's Day's coming up. Oh, man, you know that's my favorite holiday. People don't want to hear about our, our cabbage. They want to know, Derek, how are you going to make me money? And Adam, how can you save me? Well, I'm done making people money. <laughs> I want them to return the, the favor. But I actually did a little sourcing this week, and it was funny because I had to run a shirt over and a sticker over to our boy Phil. Uh, we, we talked to Phil a few episodes back. If you go back and listen, he owns his own card shop, and I'm just, we're getting into it. 
I'm getting actually cards together, and Phil's actually going to put in some cards to send with us. Ooh. We'll talk to him about that. So, uh, we Bri- need, Brian's going to get some, too. Okay, well, we need this next, like, next week or so. We need, we need to solidify this so we can get it out because there's no backlog that to get back by the summer, so on and so forth. So we're going and uh, stop by, visit Phil for a minute, give him the shirt. He puts the sticker up in the shop. If you go right by the city uh, chamber of commerce now in front of his shop. Yeah, buddy. Phil's a good dude. I was perusing my Facebook ads, as I'm one to do in the Facebook marketplace, and I see this ad that says wrestling stuff. I got a bunch of stuff. Ask, I probably have it. And so you know me. I don't ask. I say, what do you got? Give me some pictures and tell me what you want for it. So guy sends me back page after page after page and says 100 for everything. And I said, 100 for everything? I mean, there's over 70 DVDs that I've counted just going scrolling up and down with my finger. You couldn't pull that bill out of your pocket. I said, I said, I'm on my way, sir. And I asked him where he was located, and it was it was far farther north than I'm usually willing to go. It was up in Layton, which is a little over an hour away. So I got my wife and said, hey, we're going for a road trip. We're going to stop and see Phil. And then we're booking up to Layton. And I told the guy, hey, I'm on my way. Um, you know, you want me to call you what, when we're getting close or anything like that? And he said, oh, I'm actually awaiting a heart transplant. I'm not going anywhere. And I said, oh. I'm sorry to hear that. So I really am. Knowing you, you probably says, so where's your house, and can I meet, like, your kid there? I'll leave 120 bucks. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. That's what you did. You did it. Guy's about my age, too. This is the sad... It's, it's, a, it's a good story, sad story. So Is he your doppelganger? No. You're the only one with doppelgangers, and I got internet photos to prove it. So I says to the guy, okay, I'm on my way. He, he says... Well, I'm not going anywhere because I'm, I'm waiting for a heart transplant. And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm really... <laughs> this is a true story, Adam. <clears throat> Excuse me. I said, I'm really sorry to hear that. And he goes, it's all right, life happens. And so, all right, giddy up. Uh, he had a plethora of... Uh, I mean, he had shirts, he had hoodies, he had DVDs, he had cards. Hold on, you just skipped over the meat. Is this what you saw on, like, the ad, or did you go to his house and get the stuff? Oh, I'm going to his house. On the ad, he just sent me a few things and said 100 for everything. And I saw enough to know, hey, we need to get going because somebody's going to come and undercut me, and, and they're a lot closer to Leighton than I am. I said, I said, babe, get in the car. We got a code three in Leighton right now. She said a code three, and I said a code three. And she said, seriously? And I said, man's waiting hard. This, I mean, oh, he could get the call oh, any minute, but oh, it's time to go. You're, you're skipping it. So did you, like, Skype him while he was in the hospital bed? Like, no, he's he's waiting. He's at home. Oh, okay. When you get when uh, on the heart transplant uh, list, uh, he had an artificial. You, you're jumping the story. Okay. He had a uh, an artificial pack, and so he's awaiting the, the surgery. And once it comes in the news that it's arrived, then he goes okay. to the, the hospital. I knew they call you Mr. Scumbag, but I didn't know if you were so scummy that you were picking through a man who's on the heart list. <laughs> I'm not quite. I'm not quite. Well, I might be that bad, but I'm not quite that bad. Okay. So, so I get. So we get up there. I said, "Code three, get in the car." We get up there, and uh, I brought my. I said, "Do I need to bring?" This is how good it is. I said, "Do I need to bring my own boxes and bags, or do you have them provided?" Because I knew there was that much stuff. And he goes, "Oh yeah, I don't have any boxes. You're going to bring your own boxes." Oh, I thought you'd be, like, prepared with that. You know, you are the, the Eagle Scout. Oh, I, I have them. I just, if he has them, I'm not going to bring my own. Oh, I just, so I got the, the good, big, 
uh, Goodwill bag, the big league. And then I had the two orange crates I'm usually taking my stuff to the post office with while they were empty. So I throw them in there, and, and we boogie on down, as the kids would say, down to Layton Town. And so we get there, and he's like, I'm surprised you found my address. Most people have a hard time finding where I'm at when they come to buy stuff for me. So I'm a professional driver. Me and Jeff Gordon, we're, we, we do the same thing. I said, I don't know if you know who I am, but Derek D-Roy Ever Gary Vanderchuck follows me on Twitter, my friend. The ice road trucker. I don't follow him. He follows me. <laughs> that is a true story. Like, I don't know how this happened. Like, my people I look up to, uh, my friends, apparently that's what they do. They... Adam says, hey, send Gary the cards that you're selling and his two million followers. I said, no, he can ask me. I'm not going to give two million people the things I'm after, especially when I see he's he's uh, getting into my, my rock rookie card. Yeah, he's uh, trending in waters where he ought not be, my friend. I'm about to tell Gary to back off a bit. Between Gary and Hulk Hogan, like, you're, you're swinging for the big boys. And so I actually, thanks to Gary, I picked up a new card that I'm not going to tell you about on the air right this very second. I'm going to get great to see how it goes. Uh, but so we get up there and he's like, I can't believe you found my house. And I'm like, you know, it's what I do professionally or whatever. And then I'm like, so, so why are you getting rid of everything? You know, or you, I mean, cause I am kind of feeling bad and he's like, no, I'm just out. I'm, I'm done with it. You know, and, and wrestling is very much that way. You're into it for a while and you take a break and then you come back into it. You never really like leave it, but sometimes you outgrow and you change and, and you'll come back. And at this point he's waiting for a heart. He's done, he had a lot of Harry Potter stuff all over his apartment. A lot of Harry Potter stuff. So I think he, he kind of turned in the uh, turnbuckle for uh, a Quibbage uh, ball. Is that what the... Quibbage? Isn't that what they play in Harry Potter? Quibbage. I don't know. Your kids read a lot. They don't read Harry Potter. Well, educate them. Hey, hey. Get them reading Harry Potter. Hey. I gave him a book. <laughs> My son ordered a book on Amazon... The kid who became president, not the kid the kid who wanted to become president. Apparently the president died, he was vice president, something. Anyway. No, you keep trying to steer this one way, I'm trying to steer this another. I'm just saying, you're telling me this. Harry Potts. He, he, he has a wizard, wizarding world he, he got on the, the west and the east coast. He, he got the book in the mail. He spent 300 minutes, read the cover-to-cover -cover book he's after a, he got it from Amazon. He's a smart kid. You Both your kids are very smart. Much smarter than me. And so, uh, he's like, no, I'm just kind of done with it, whatever. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And then I look at my wife, and I hand her the box, and I said, the DVD says, get voting those before he changes his mind. And so she's she's putting them all together, and I'm, I'm getting these uh, hoodies and shirts, and I'm stacking them in, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, making sure I got everything. And I, it was just a sight to behold. And, and uh, I go out, and I'm putting loads in the car. I come back in, and I have a $100 bill. I said, Really? Like, that's all you want is $100. Like, be sure this is all you want is $100. He's like, yeah, that's all. That's good. We're good. And so I'm like, get the DVD. Get him in the car. Get him in the car now. And so we go out, and my wife's like, I can't believe all that. I mean, you know, we're both kind of like, man, that was a good, that was a good home. And I have left, and he comes outside. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> He was waiting a heart transplant. <laughs> hit the gas. Hit the gas. He couldn't leave, and he's coming towards my car. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, probably wants a little more money, and, you know, okay, or, you know, maybe he wants some stuff back or whatever. And he's like, hey, you forgot all these cards. And he has a handful of cards, right? Shut up. So he hands her the cards, and he's going, uh, hey, thanks, man. I'm like, yeah, I hope things go good. What? Thank you. Like, what can you say at that point? It's kind of humbling, and in a way, it's, like, nice, but you're like, 
I have all sorts of emotions going. I, I had a very weird emotional week all week. And so I'm already, and this was probably the start, mid of it. And so I'm like, all right. And uh, before we go, I'm like, okay, he's going back inside. I need to look through those cards to see if there's any that I need to keep, condition and stuff. So I'm going through, and I find a card in there that's in fairly good condition. And it's a card that not a lot of people know about. And I sold one that was a PSA 10 for like $250 a few years back. So I'm like, well, that's a good one. <laughs> Put that one away. anyway. So it was a very productive pick. Well, and let's be honest. Like you said, I know the kind of guy you are. You're going to go home, go through your stuff, and I know what you're going to do. I'm going to give him every piece of Harry Potter memorabilia I have. You're going to do that. You're going to send him a nice thank you card. You're going to, you know, you'll send him a $25 gift of it to the Chili's, and that's just the kind of guy you are. I really hope that his heart transplant, I, I can't follow up on this, right? Like, it's one of those things where you just meet, and it's weird if I, I hope everything goes well, I hope he finds a heart and he has a happy life, because he was a very younger man, I mean, not even 40 years old, I doubt, and it's just one of those things where it was just a weird conversation, but very nice, very generous. The universal line, and his stuff went to the exact right guy. Well, he says to me, too, he said, hey, I held this, I, I took it off of, said it was sold, I was getting a lot of people commenting after, but since I told you it was yours, I held it for you, and thank you, and appreciative, and nicer guy I haven't met, uh, at least in, you know, three calendar months, so... I'm uh, very grateful, but that was that was my picking week. Then we were coming back, and there's a place there that maybe we should take Brian if he wants. I don't know. There's a place where there's a Sabres, a uh, Goodwill, and a DI all in the same parking lot. And, oh, yeah. and Holly said, hey, you want to stop over there? And I said, I got so much stuff right now to go through and do. I can't. I can't. we got to get listed. So I didn't stop. Um, and I'm so I'm just going to walk through. The problem is... It's like a drug addict, right? So there's this whole thing about if you uh, if you go through rehab and, and you're clean, you can't hang out with your party and friends anymore because you can't stay sober. And people always think, well, I'm clean now. I can go and just not participate. I just won't start drinking or I won't take a hit or whatever. And all those same people that do that, they go, maybe they're good for one or two times, but they hit it and they hit it hard and they usually overdose and things like that from that. So uh, as far as it goes with reselling, I'm that way. Is If I go into a, uh, a store... I can walk around for a minute, but before you know it, I have a cart full of things. I've spent $300, and I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to put it. I'll get all this when I get home. I swear. I swear. This time's different. I swear this time's different. <laughs> I can't just go and walk in a store. You know, if there was only a, a, an app that could help you list things much faster and much easier. Hey, maybe there is, and maybe we'll be hearing about it here coming up soon. And oh, It definitely helps out, but, I mean, like I say, we've got the sports. we got all these different things, and... Uh, my wife has shoes, and she's like, hey, should I throw these away? And they were these Nike shoes. I mean, she's worn for a little bit. I'm like, no, I'll sell them. Well, you think somebody will buy them? Within a week, 20 bucks, man. And she's like, yeah, we bought them for 50 so. Hold on. Can I share with you some insider information? I don't know. Last time you tried to do this, I about started crying, so go ahead. Just had a guy in here. Good guy. He works at eBay. Wow. One of the clients. Okay. His job is he monitors people that are on there and they're trying to pull a fast one and rig a sale to go off of eBay so they don't have to pay fees. Oh, so he's the guy monitoring the comments of, yes. hey, contact me at uh, uh -huh. Derek Everett at Yahoo.com 75 uh -huh. yeah, for yeah. three Skittle bars. I'll send these to you via, yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of his job. So 
you know, I kind of told him about the, you know, the, the yeah, podcast, and you know, really, he's a really cool guy. Um, anyways, well, why don't we have him on? I already asked him. I says, you have all these cool guys. We need to have some cool interviews. Well, I know that's what I'm working. I I asked him. I says, hey, can we have you on? He's like, you know what? I'll I'll find out. I'll ask. So the sellers got to know. I, I know. So that was one thing. But here is the breaking news of some bolos. Bolo news, Madam Beasley. Apparently right now, besides the uh, coronavirus mask, those things are hot. You get them, you sell them. Apparently there's some article that says, hey, these aren't going to stop the coronavirus. No doubt that people are still buying them. So that's that's one. Those are hard to come by. I know. That's, that's, Don't ask me how I know. It's not the breaking I know. Them yeah. scumbags. Yeah. Not the breaking news. But apparently stinky women's shoes are blowing up in the UK. Well, with that, I guess uh, I'll just keep moving on. No, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm not doubting you, but I don't want you to go down the line of fetishes the weirdos got. That's why they're buying stinky women's shoes. So uh, I, I know, like, this is a facade, and I've seen you at other places, you know... I'm not down with stinky women's shoes. I'm just saying. Is that what like, you're trying to imply here? I'm just saying maybe your wardrobe could get, uh, you know, improved by selling some of your old stuff. Oh, so you're saying I smell like a stinky woman? No, I'm just saying maybe I've seen your closet before and you got you got some stacks of stuff. When have you ever seen my closets? I've been to your death pile. When? Well, what do you mean? When I went over and looked at all your Jerry Sloan pre-stuff when you got it in boxes? How long ago has that been? Probably a year ago. Did you go through my my closets as you're implying to the good listeners? I'm, I'm not saying I did, or I'm not saying they did. I'm, I'm saying you didn't. <laughs> so stinky women's shoes. Stinky women's shoes apparently is is hot. So if you were to go to the thrift store and just buy random shoes and, and mark them as stinky women's shoes, I don't know. And some guy over at the UK is just you know buying them up left and right. Uh, apparently that's what's happening. I got a question for you. Um, I know you had a few questions coming in. I had an opportunity, and I, I sourced this one out, and I decided not to buy, which tells you something. So we have this major case, and it's kind of going on in here, this, this Daybell murder mystery, very weird. You've been following. I know you don't watch the news at all. I know that you're all fake news out and all this stuff, but you got to know about this this side of thing. I've heard about it, but I don't. I like to sleep at night, and that's not one of the things I... So, very weird case. Uh, everyone's probably heard about it. Missing kids are involved. Uh, doomsday cultish type thing. Well, this guy was an author in our area. So I had the opportunity to buy some of his books that were um, signed by him, who, his name's Chad Daybell, he may be on trial here very soon. His wife was just arrested. Um, very, very weird. Dateline's already Dateline's already done a two-hour special, and they haven't found um, the kids. Right? The kids. Yeah. So this is very. It's going to be a podcast. Fresh, yes. If you're into uh, that kind of like the cold podcast, the murder mystery type of stuff, this is very just bizarre. So I had an opportunity to buy some books that he had actually signed, and I sourced it out. So I went and asked some people. I said, hey, what do you think about this? People I trust. You were busy doing taxes, people that I trust. And th that's what I'm asking you now. What do you think about? So would you do that where you'd be selling a book by somebody that, A, might be a murderer, potentially, might be in yes. some weird thing, Yes. might have killed children, Ooh. might 
might might might might allegedly has a lot of stuff going weird uh, that way. That's a I don't know. That that actually is a great quandary that I wanted to bring up, and I'm glad you did. I'm not, I'm not skirting your question. This is not the debate. I'm just no. I, I'm, I'm generally interested it. because um, I'll, I'll let you get to your point. Um, like. Uh, Ted Bundy, uh, Charles Manson, all that stuff sells, and it sells very well. Personal items, people collect anything and everything. Um, go ahead. Jack the Ripper. Um, so, something happened this week that eBay took down, not Kobe Bryant memorabilia that is normal, regular stuff, but they had his big viewing, his big thing. Memorial. His memorial service, and people were flipping that stuff like crazy, like... You know, they're, they're talking 25X from what yeah. it was, and it was kind of insane, and they they stopped it because they said, you can't profit off of somebody's death, which, again, is, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's their sand yard, their sandbox, and we're playing in their their, their yard. Um, they did the same thing with uh, Chester Bennington of uh, Lincoln Park. He, he committed suicide a few years back, and people were trying to sell memorial things from his funeral. I, think I it's, remember yeah, it's one that of those kind of Weird things. I know it's hot. I know we've talked about it. I think that's the kind of thing that at least wait a couple months, right? Like, I know you're trying to hit with the iron's hot, but that's one of those, you know people are going to get upset, and you know red flags are going to get thrown. If you just wait a few months, I'm thinking... I, I don't know. I think maybe kind of the same. I mean, like, O.J. Simpson memorabilia was hot. Like Still is. It, it's one of those weird things. So if I were in that situation... Um, how much does the books cost? So here's the thing, and I didn't buy them, so if you are interested, I can send you to... Oh, the, I'm, I'm not, that's like voodoo for me. That's, that's where I, touching that I decided, you know what, I do a lot of things, and some people think I'm a scumbag or this and that. I have my morals and my lines. You'll go into a guy's house who's awaiting a heart <laughs> transplant and rip him blind. I didn't rip him blind. I gave him his asking price. I didn't even negotiate at all. I said, I'll be there in an hour, and here's your money. And are you sure you don't want more? That's why it was up to him to say, yes, I'd like $200. All right, all right. Whatever makes you sleep well at night. I sleep well at night, and the man was very happy. But, yeah, I, I decided, you know what? I'm not, I can't do it. Where the kids are still missing it. It's a very, you know, national case, all this, but I just can't try to profit off of that. So that's where I drew a line in the sand, I guess. So I don't know if that makes me a better man or if I'm losing my touch. But Wow. It's one of those things that's just so weird, and we always say, what's in your area? What can you source locally and stuff? And uh, sometimes those weird things like uh, memorial service-type Kobe items, if you're in the L.A. area, probably we're more abundant. And if you're here, we got weird Doomsday Cult members. So well, there you have it. And Jerry Sloan jockstraps. Allegedly. Well, not the Jerry jockstrap, but I know a guy that can hook you up with that. If that's what you're looking to get into, what could that fetch me in the U.K., I wonder? Oh, that's a great question. You tried to listen to that. Um, you know, those, those of you, like I said, news, your first time. Um, You're wondering what you've got yourself into at this point. What rabbit hole did, what bizarro world did I slip into? I thought this was about selling stuff online. It is. It's the, the, the bizarre it sells. Um, Derek, going back a couple episodes, that one of our, uh, probably our second most downloaded episode about uh, his story, um, the long version. Long. We went a long way home. That was a good time, talking about how we, Landed a, a lot of Jerry Sloan, uh, famous NBA coach. Um, you know, Pat, he, he hasn't passed away yet. His wife passed away. Anyway, he's got a huge amount of stuff. Derek stumbled onto it. And he had boxes of stuff and phenomenal stuff. Getting into that, 
um, talking about the phenomenal. We're getting into some tax talk. It's tax time. It is tax season. You know, we talk about things that are hot and, and coronavirus, like whether you want to say it's real or it's not, it's actually impacting people's lives. What I mean by that is I had a, another great client who's in here today. He sells some uh, some beard stuff. Whether you want to say the coronavirus is real or not? No, I'm not saying real or not. The, the impact of it. Okay, okay. Guy sells beard stuff. Go ahead. I was just... Don't kind even of, try to throw it, me on the side. I, I took the long road around to, to make sure I processed what I heard. Don't you try. I'm talking about the, the stigma. There's there's like 30,000 people. Guy has a beard. The, the common cold. I mean, anyway. Your beard, man. The beard. He was trying to go to Japan tomorrow. Oh, wow. And and they've got calls in right now. Apparently in Japan, they have canceled school. They have canceled large graduations. They have canceled any kind of group like congressional meetings like you can't go to them i know our, our friend uh, mike painter the husky section who we're trying to get in to do some more recordings was uh, set to go to germany and they said uh-uh. so i i believe it, it's impacting a lot of people so that's you know kind of one of those things to look out for to know um you know what what is really going on in you know those masks we talked about masks those are you know again they're, they're hot items right now so Hey, another thing uh, going on is eBay did the spring seller update. I haven't even had a chance to look through it. I know we usually cover it on the podcast. Uh, we'll hit it next week because we got our guests coming the second hour. We got to keep it we're keep it moving. Keep, keep it hot and heavy. So we're going to uh, wrap up here in just a few minutes, catch a couple more things, get in some tax stuff. Need some tax talk. I know you had some questions. Um, I also want to say really fast for people, pool noodles are back at the dollar store. Pool noodles. What people do with pool noodles is a lot of times you're trying to find packing material. Ooh. You can get these for a dollar, you cut them up, and they work to pad heavy items, kind of that filler gap stuff. They're very flexible. If you're selling something heavy, awkward, you might not want to do uh, the bubble wrap because it's going to be costly or, or break a lot. Pool noodles at your dollar store, get them while they're hot, kids. Wow, that's, that's some great advice. And, and while you're doing that, you want to make sure that you use your business credit card. And if you just happen to stop next to the Chinese restaurant next door, like right off, you know, that's, that's kind of how we like to look at it. Uh, it, it is 1099 season. Um, you got to file your tax. If you're slinging on eBay, uh, Macari, if you're using, you know, any of these other platforms, buying and selling on um, Facebook Marketplace, you got to report that income. Like, I know I've talked about it. I'm going to bring it up. Like, this lot. at some point in the next three years, the government will know what you're doing with Venmo. Like, you can't just pretend that, oh, the government's not going to find out about my money. They're going to know about it. And it does you literally no good not to report those sales. Because if you're anything like Derek, you have a tremendous death pile. You're going out, you're doing things. You you are a business, and all you're doing is increasing your inventory. So the better off you are and, and realistically honest you are about your books, the better you're going to know how bad your hobby is. I uh, was trying to put together my taxes this week. I need to schedule something with you. I got going through my GoDaddy bookkeeping. I don't know what I've done, but... I oh numbers and figures and I'm just like Adam's just gonna have to sort this out. I don't know. I've I've tried. Your price for your return is going up. Uh, it's like that like that clock. 
It really is. I'm like, oh, there's 10 seconds left. I'll be all right. It's like our national debt. It cannot stop it going. It just on. keeps going. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. If I take this here and move this there, was that a cost of goods sold or was that a, this category? Maybe if I put it in office expenses, it'll bring that down a little bit. But then that goes up. That's and my job. I got to the point where I was like, oh, there's my numbers. I went through and added my mileage in. Adam's pretty good at his job. He'll make sense of all this. Here's the thing. Like I said, we talked about this when we were at uh, at the eBay meetup group here at, uh, at our place in, in Utah. You have to understand that if you're making money, like if you're bringing in twenty dollars and $30,000, the government's going to say, all right, these guys probably realistically didn't make a ton of money. You know, there's fees, there's shipping. You know, you got to be realistic, okay? And if you're in this as a, a hobbier or if you're doing this, the government is not going to allow you to bring in, you know, ten, fifteen thousand, and for you to lose ten, fifteen thousand. Like, that's just not how it works. You lose seven or eight. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> if you're in this game and doing it, and you're losing money year after year, it is not a business. It is a hobby, and the government is not going to allow you to make a hundred thousand dollars or eighty thousand or whatever at your other job. And then lower your tax liability because you're losing money at another business. I know that there's a myth. I know that there's a secret thing saying, oh, if I just had a business, I could lose money and save money on taxes. I've been telling people that for years. Yeah, and it's just not true. <laughs> you have to make money in order to have expenses. And the reality of it is, is yes, having your own business has a lot of perks. Especially as you, you know, you have realistically business meals. Um, cost of cell phones, you know, things that you would normally use on a regular basis. Although your visible mo mobile is just going down lower and lower. Let's try it off. Did, there was a, we had a, uh, somebody uh, hit you up about it? I've had several people hit me up about it. Perfect. You know, here's the name of the game. Make more money, spend less. Like, that's the name of the game. That's what you want to be doing. And filing your taxes in the most productive, honest way will always do you the best. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I want to pay as much money as I can to Uncle Sam. That is not what I'm saying. A good tax professional will give you the advice, the things that you should be doing, so that your liability will be as low as it humanly has to be without you going back to jail. Because nobody wants to go back to jail again. Um, like I said, keeping track of everything, that's the business thing, the best thing. Um, using business cards, keeping it separate from your accounts. That's kind of where you want to be. Um, that's make it fun. Like doing reselling is fun. Accounting is not fun. Derek had had another run in. Um, I got to speak at the uh, career day at the high school here, and apparently I I wasn't as cool as I thought I was. You weren't invited to eat at the cool kid table after your presentation. Actually, I was. Me and Brian hung out. The cool kid table. I, I clarify, you were not invited to the cool kid table to hang out afterwards. That was also the cool kid table after the uh, presentations. That was the, the guy that... I'm sure it was. The guy that I told you that was buying and selling... Um, that we're waiting to come on the show and tell our, our, tell our people how to do it, man. Okay, well, yes. Uh, I can't apparently counting is not the uh, sexy job that I thought it was. Well, I the women beg to differ. I, I asked my wife. I mean, she's out of my league. You're a salesman. That, that, that's true. That is very true. And you're a closer. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I got you on this show. And I know you keep, you know, you keep fishing for, uh, you know, 
co-host guest while we're having the baby. I'm watching you. We need some content. Adam's going to have a, a child here in the next month, and uh, the the show, uh, this old whale's going to keep on rolling. Yes, it is. We, we've done it every week for forever. So tax time, get track of your 1099s. Um, you know, if you have any questions, you know, we don't, you don't necessarily need to, to use us. We've got some sources here um, on our website. We've got some simple um, profit and loss statements just to kind of give you an idea. But filing your taxes is extremely important. The, um, keeping track of your items, it, it, it also keeps it funner. Like, everybody knows, like, oh, yeah, I bought that uh, lamp for $12 and sold it for 95 So, like, everybody knows what they bought it for. Um, but keeping track of it just gives you a better sense. And I, myself, have improved my eBay system. You do tell. We had the eBay room downstairs. Um, you know, we weren't hitting it as hard. Had a chance to lease it out so somebody moved in. So I moved all of my stuff in that little office over there. And I got myself a system. Well, do you care to go into detail for the folks? We've got nine bins. We've got them... Um, all of the same kind of items in there. I've got to work on my, my uh, listing, so that all I have to do is open the bin and know exactly what items are in there. Um, but I feel really good because it's it's a lot cleaner. It's a lot chicer. Uh, 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 yeah. That's what the kids use these days. But Sh- with, chic is what the kids use these days? Yeah. Chicer? Okay. Isn't, isn't that cool? I, you're, I don't know. You're at the cool table, not me. I don't know. <laughs> So we're trying to improve our systems, kind of make it to where we're uh, more efficient. That's what the name of the game is, is more efficient. Hey, so when it comes to, to listing, I, I think we uh, have somebody coming in that knows a little bit about that. I uh, think we have uh, Suzanne Woke. 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 Uh, you're gonna, I know I know you. You're going to make some I'm smart so, out I'm comment. so nervous. I mean, because you, you are woke. CEO of Selhound coming up in mere minutes, my friend. Don't don't make a comment about being woke or that I'm not woke. I don't need to make comments when it's stating the obvious, man. Oh, God. Please don't embarrass me. I mean, this is a big-time get, Adam. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Uh, if we ever want to have her back, best behavior. I'll, I will do my best. That's all I can ask. Well, like I said, that, that was it. You know, we had a great, it was a great week. I'm excited. Um, we got some good things on the table here for the next uh, week. We're getting our cards together to send off so that we can get them graded. If you're unfamiliar with that process, uh, cards are hot right now. Getting them graded essentially tells uh, exactly the value, uh, or not the value, but the quality of the card. We cover it in the archives. Go back and give it a listen in detail. I, I'm just giving a little something, something, you know, a little well, tidbit, yeah, some yeah, sneaky yeah. sneakies. Sure. Yeah! All right, let's go to break. Let's go to break. Suzanne is coming up. Hey, we're here with Death Piles and Taxes, and we got a very special guest on the line. Joining us right now is the CEO of Cellhound, Susan Woke. Suzanne Woke. Yes. I got your name wrong. I knew I was more worried about the last name than the first name because that's my mother in law's name. Oh, really? But was was woke was that correct at least? Woke was actually very correct, and it's it's funny because it's become a very popular word these days with the young people. I try to inform Adam with this kind of stuff. He is not woke, but we, <laughs> we can work on it. Well, I am woke. <laughs> Whether I'm woke or not, I'm woke. So it sounds like you were born woke, and Derek became woke. 
I was married woke, into woke. <laughs> That's the best way to do it sometimes, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks for coming on to Death Piles and Taxes. This is our first big interview, I think, Adam. We've had interviews in the past, but we've never had a major CEO. Well, come out of California, too. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me. So I've listened to lots of interviews. I mean, obviously, you are an extremely smart, intelligent, entrepreneur, savvy type woman because you've been doing this for how many years have you been flipping? Oh, boy. Uh, actually, <laughs> online, I've been flipping since the beginning of the Internet. I've been uh, a seller on eBay since it was called Auction Web. Pre-IPO, so uh, since 1997, but I've been buying and selling since I was a kid, and I'm not going to say how many years ago that was, but... Oh, you don't need to tell us that. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but that was, uh, you know, more years than, than millennials are, the oldest millennials, let's put it that way. So uh, you always hear about these uh, these stories of um, a lot of men selling baseball cards or going out and shoveling lawns and mowing, you know, doing that sort of thing. What kind of things were you doing pre-internet to, to flip? To flip? Um, well, I was buying at um, cheap places and reselling, like like thrift stores, right? Yeah. And- and reselling, and uh, when I lived in L.A. many years ago, I had a little booth in one of those auction malls. Uh, so I would, you know, gather things in thrift stores and put it there for sale. Uh, before that, like I said, when I was a kid, I actually grew up in Israel. And in Israel, it was interesting because in those days, anyway, they didn't have thrift stores uh, because people really valued their stuff. There wasn't that much stuff. So when you had something that you wanted to get rid of, you gave it to somebody, somebody who needed it. Uh, so the really the concept of thrift store wasn't very popular then. But I found this little like fundraising with these old grandma's place <laughs> and I would buy tons of stuff and then walk a couple of blocks to kind of the fancy Rodeo Drive street, you know, <laughs> that had a fancy secondhand uh, store and I would resell there and for me as a 14 year old I made tons of money so yeah for many many years I've been doing that wow so so you're just smart is what you're telling us is you you figured out a need and you didn't let anything stop you you uh you filled the niche I you know I, I don't know smart I mean yeah I'm smart but it's more entrepreneurial I think there's some of us that were just born and going, oh, my God, how, do, how can I make money, you know? <laughs> yes, I, would, I know that feeling. <laughs> when I was younger, even younger, much younger, I would, you know, take things from my drawers and sit outside in a little blanket on the street and try to sell it. You know, I had my little store, except that I lived in on, on a cul-de-sac. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, one, you know, once in a blue moon, a neighbor would pass by and feel sorry for me and buy one of my pieces of junk, but... You know, I always looked, I remember doing, uh, also, I remember trying to do perfume out of mushing up roses, and uh, I mean, I just had all these crazy ideas. 
You you were making the multi-billion dollar magic oil stuff back before it was big like it is now. That's right. I should have stuck with that one. Yeah, we, we'd be having a different conversation. You'd need me as a full-time accountant and 10 other people. Right, exactly. So is that a motor that we're born with? Because uh, we have this conversation with Adam and, and just on our podcast, but it seems like some people have that motor and they're driven, and then there's other people – that don't have it, is that something that you think that you can learn or teach people, or is that just something you're born with? I think you at first, I want to correct you with your words. Okay. Because driven is the wrong word. Only, you know, because it implies that people who are entrepreneurs are driven as opposed to people who are not, right? Yeah. I think people are driven by different things. So some are driven by wanting to learn how to dance or learn, you know, do other things. Um, so, yeah, I was driven. Uh, I think that the entrepreneurial, uh, I think it is something that a lot of us are, are born with. I, but I do believe that you can learn for sure. I just don't know because I never experienced what it's like not to have that drive. <laughs> I, I don't know how much fun it is for that person. For that person, it might be, oh, my God, it's work. I have to go to the thrift store. I have to find things. I have to sell it. You know, it might be a hassle. For me, going to the thrift store is my yoga. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's when we actually have a Goodwill down the block from my office and I just, when I need to get away and I need to think about things, I go to the, I go to Goodwill. I don't even buy anything. There's just something about looking at the things that people give away that uh, put gets my brain into a creative place. I don't know what it is, but you know, it's just one of those things. It's the smell that does something for you, right? Yeah, for sure. So when you go into a, a Goodwill or a thrift store, do you have a certain path of areas that you hit first? I know uh, we've talked about it. I kind of tend to go more to the T-shirts. Um, Adam will kind of look at the case and search more of the hard goods before he gets over that way. Is there uh, a direct path that you just, when you hit a store, you go to the same spots, you kind of look at the same thing, or do you, you uh, have different paths depending on where you're at? Yes, I do. I do have, cha have changed my paths. Um, when I'm actually looking for clothes for myself, so I would do the clothing first because sometimes I need a jacket or whatever. But um, but I I actually, you know, I I'm very um, I go to the the junk, the tchotchkes, the the. Hold you on, know, what the, did you say? The tchotchkes. I'm unfamiliar with that term. You're gonna have to inform me. Adams from southern uh, southern west Nevada, so. Tchotchkes, Adam, the little, the little uh, trinkets. Yeah, trinkets. It's actually a Yiddish word. Oh, and Yiddish. It means, yeah, it's Yiddish, which is a great language, by the way. It's a very um, onomatopoeic language. It sounds like what it is, right? A tchotchke is one of those dust-collecting things you put on your bookshelf, you know? <laughs> so you're looking uh, for the weird tchotchkes. Yeah, I like stuff. I like things... That's what I think attracts me the most, although I will scan the entire thrift store. I know all my bolos. I know what T-shirts to look for, what jackets, what brands, what, what jewelry, what – I know everything. I mean, I don't know everything, obviously, but I'm very educated 
in dolos. So I can walk into a thrift store, spend 20 minutes, $20, and walk out with $200 worth of stuff. Wow. Is yeah. there you think you can do that? Because I'll tell my wife that same thing. I'll say, when we walk into this thrift store, there's $100 bills hidden here. I just need to find them. And she looks at me like I'm crazy. Do you think every thrift store, to some extent, I know things get overpicked and things, um, but for the most part, do you think that there is treasure to be found in, in any thrift store across the nation? I think yes, although I have walked into thrift stores where I'm going, oh, my God, there's nothing here, nothing here. And I think that I am spoiled because I live in Santa Cruz, California. Now I'm going to give away all the people living around here <laughs> are not. It's going to kill my business, right? But um, I think that, and then what I, why I realized that living in Santa Cruz, California, so that's a, it's a coastal town. It's near uh, Silicon Valley, but it's over the hill. It's the end of the line, meaning people don't, pass here when they commute right so i think that and you have to you have to spend 30 minutes to get here so i think that because of that um there's a lot more things in our thrift stores you know if you if there's a thrift store where a lot of you know like in a big city and a lot of people commute and all on the way they'll stop at goodwill and check it out yeah. kind of thing then i think that it's picked more often but here, so unless you make a special trip to come here, it's only only the locals are um, you know picking. So I that was that's my theory anyway, because I have walked into thrift stores in other cities where I'm going, oh my, you know, there's nothing here. I mean, it sounds like your your yeah. goodwill is like at the cul-de-sac, like you're kind of at the end and you got to turn around, but you don't that's go there right. unless you have to. That's right. That's right. All right, so we're, we're death piles and taxes here, and what really intrigued me with your story, and I, I first saw you at uh, eBay, um, up at our eBay uh, group up in Draper, Utah. Um, your, your big thing with, with Cellhound is you're busting death piles. You're getting rid of this problem for us. Correct. Uh, how, how did you come up with uh, Cellhound? And I guess explain to our users, we've, or our listeners, me and Adam have talked about it from time to time, but... But what does it do for us as sellers? And I love it. I've been using it. It's oh. great. Oh, fantastic. Good to know. So, yeah. So, actually, Cellhound, the platform. So, I'm going to, you're talking about the app, and the app is part of the bigger platform. And the bigger platform is the world's first click-and-sell e-commerce platform for secondhand goods. Basically, the orbits or kayak, but for e-commerce. So as you guys know, and everybody, I'm sure most, you know, listeners know, there are hundreds of secondhand marketplaces where regular people like you and I can sell our stuff uh, today, right, online. And, of course, you have the five to ten big ones, but then you have the smaller ones. And sometimes it's confusing. Where, where, where should I sell my, my Nike sneakers? Um, if I sell it on, you know, maybe Grailed, my men's, uh, it's a men's platform and it's men's Nike sneakers, I will get more money than I would on eBay. But then there's a, a marketplace called Goat, which only sells shoes, and, and you can actually probably get more money on Goat. So you want to get the most amount of money. But trying to figure out where the best platform, it, it takes time. So 
on our website, we have what we call the fetch engine. And the fetch engine is, um, the, again, the world's first search comparison for secondhand uh, marketplaces. So you can do a search for your Nike shoe or for a leather, you know, Harley Davidson leather jacket or something like that. And we will serve you back. Uh, multiple marketplaces like eBay and Poshmark and Mercari uh, and Grailed and others with the current price and sold price of that item. You can dig a little deeper and actually on the site and find your specific item. And that kind of gives you an idea where the best marketplace to sell. Uh, so that's our first uh, main product that we released. Our second one, which is actually the most exciting one, yeah, I think. There's more exciting our, than that? <laughs> thank you. Is <laughs> our, our mobile app. So our idea, the idea of Cellhound is a place where you can search, list, and manage all your stuff across multiple marketplaces with just a few clicks, right? So I, I spoke about the searching. Now, how do you sell with just a few clicks? Oh, how do you create a listing, right? So the app, with, the, with our mobile app, all you have to do is snap a few pictures of your item, um, and that's it. You're done. You don't have to type a word. That, and nothing. that's what I did. With, I, the Super Bowl just happened, and I had an old San Francisco 49er jacket, and that's exactly what I did is I used your product. I took about five pictures. Next thing you know, it's on eBay, and I'm like, holy cow, and I got people saying, hey, how much do you want for that jacket? <laughs> yeah, so, so, um, so yeah, so, so that's it. You have to just snap a few pictures. So what we do from the pictures is we identify the item, we do the research, um, we create a highly optimized listing that includes all the best keywords for that item, for that particular item, um, we fill in all the uh, relevant item specifics. We find the price. We give you an average price that we found for that item, including shipping. We send it back to you. It's a, it's a draft of a listing. You can change anything you want. It's your item. A lot of our sellers don't. And then when you click post, it posts directly onto your account. It's your item. It's your feedback. We are like a virtual assistant. It's like hiring one, a VA to do all the work for you. Uh, so, so we're, yeah. Do you have a nickname? Do I have a nickname? Yeah. Because, you know, right now I feel like you're the mortician because you are putting death piles. You're just putting them away. You are just, you <laughs> oh, are just killing their death piles. I know. I, I, I know that's a good thing, but it I don't is. know. About it's a great thing. thing. I know it is. So here's the thing about our listings. Exactly. You know, the problem with the death piles, and I have, trust me, I have the death piles. The problem, because we doing, feel better. I can tell my well, wife that. Well, but, you know, because our, our app right now is focused on fashion, and I told you I like tchotchkes. Yes. So all my tchotchkes are waiting when we open, when we open uh, Cellhound to other categories. But the reason why we're able to get rid of the death piles is that it, can, it takes you a minute to two minutes to take, how long does it take you to snap? three, four pictures, right? Oh, yeah, so, no time. Right. So that's, you know, and the listing itself comes back, we say, within one business day, sometimes less. Sometimes, you know, lately we've been getting a lot of listings and we're trying to keep up. But the point is 
it doesn't matter when you get back your listing. It matters how much time you're spending on it. So exactly. if, yep. if yep. you, you know, if it takes you maybe 20, 10 to 20 minutes to create a listing, you know, for something that you're very familiar with, probably you can even do it for less. But if, if it's something that you're not familiar with, so you sit and you do research and you figure out the keywords and blah, 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 it takes a while. So you can do maybe four or five, um, you know, listings an hour with our app. If it's something that is simple, you know, you can do like 30 hats if you do 30 hats in a row because you take the picture of the front, the back, the tag, you know, the blemish and boom, you do the next one and the next one, and the next one. So within an hour, you could have taken pictures of 30 items and then go have a margarita in the hot tub go <laughs> go do something else or go source or go do other work but within a business day you'll have those listings done for you and then you just post them so um you know that's how we are helping with the death piles i know you say a 24-hour turnaround but well, I've been using it. It's more like a couple-hour turnaround. I've been That's one of the things I've been surprised with. And also the item specifics that eBay keeps adding for us to go through. I mean, that's where I'm really getting uh, clogged up in my death piles is uh, I can do the pictures. I can come up with a description. I've usually done the research, so I kind of know a price. But trying to go through and, and itemize all those things so I'm found in Google, I mean, that just takes forever. So to be able to hand that over to you and your team and and let you do my hard work has really been – uh, for me, with with the uses that I have done, it's just almost a lifesaver that I can go on to the next thing. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're trying. You know, eBay keeps on adding item specifics. They keep on changing things. They're driving us crazy, of course, too. <laughs> but um, yeah, we are, we're constantly testing our items to make sure that you know they're they're found in search. So th the other thing that we do, right, is not only that we create the listing for you and you know we take we make it easier for you our listings uh the even the keywords then we that we use we test to make sure that they're profitable keywords and what does a profitable keyword means a profitable keyword means it's a keyword that the buyer who's looking for that specific item would more likely use as opposed to another, uh, maybe something that means the same thing, but they wouldn't use it as much. So we have, we've developed um, programs and tools that search different categories, depending on what category it is, to find the keywords that are most used. We also search Google, because with Google, we can find out what people are actually uh, searching for, right? Not necessarily on eBay, but when they're looking for an item, they're looking, you know, they search they, uh, using the search. So we're very cognizant, very careful to make sure that our titles, our listings uh, will be found more, more, more by buyers than, uh, you know, if you're if you created it yourself. And I like I like talking about this because you know when I talk to investors also and especially with investors because they're like you, you know the people that I talk to they, they don't they they don't buy in, at thrift stores they don't sell you know it's kind of a interesting thing to to deal with investors who you know rich people I guess is a different way of putting them I, putting them. I think you need to be talking with Gary Vaynerchuk do you are you familiar with him 
Yeah, yeah, man. He, he loves that trash talk. He's all about that. Now I'm a mug life type of person. I, I mean, I love that's mug. What you're talking about. You know, you know what you're doing. I know, I know. I've been, you know, I've actually commented a little bit on some of his stuff. I'm thinking of reaching out to him, but that's true. You guys connected. That he's all over that. That's yeah, the whole reason we have this podcast. To be honest with you, is wow. I follow a lot of his stuff. And wow. about uh, 13 months ago, he said, hey, do a podcast. And wow. we started doing one. Like he says, I've got 15 years of experience of accounting. Yeah. I deal with a lot of uh, resellers. And, and it's a different ball game unless you really know what you're doing. Right. And that's kind of how we got into it. Derek's got a vast experience in, in eBay. And that's why I love really what you do is uh, you've made – something easier that every person deals with that's right the way i look at it is is that sounds expensive i mean that just like that's got to be out of my price range you know i got all these fees it's probably going to cost me what four or five bucks a listing for you to do all that work for me so our prices run between a dollar fifty to two dollars right now per listing you shut up right now i don't believe you (laughs) Uh, yeah we are actually that's an introductory price Good. It is going to go soon, so I recommend anybody who, um, you know, we are going to grandfather in people who are who bought subscriptions now because we sell both packs, so you can buy a pack of five, or you can buy a subscription like 30 or 100 or 300 listings a month, and uh, uh, actually a lot of a lot of sellers like that because I'm it sure. yeah. keeps them honest. You know, they say, oh, I have to do. You know, they kind of puts them on a schedule. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, you know, at a reduced rate, you can buy pa- bigger That's, packages. I know you said that you're going to branch out into some other things besides clothing and, and that kind of thing. If you ever get into uh, sports cards, I will be paying you so much money that you can retire and be full-time in that in that spa with the margaritas because I got a death pile right. backlog forever, and the, and the devil cards. is in those details. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, there's so many other categories. Um, You know, we kind of decided to go with fashion first only because fashion is actually 50% of all secondhand items that are traded are in fashion. And um, it's the easiest thing for anybody to kind of get start in this business. You know, they just go to their closet and start selling stuff. So um, and it's the hardest because it, it one of the hardest because you have to there's so many design names and necklines and you know labels and all sleeve styles there's so many variables and those keywords again and i was talking about the keywords so the interesting thing is that now that we've we've created about already over 90,000 listings already oh and we're, yeah we're able we're able to see now we're able to we have data and we're able to see uh, how well our listings do compare to listings like, you know, we have sellers who, have, who were selling before and then selling with Sellhound. And we are getting incredible um, velocity numbers. And eBay uses this term velocity, which means that how soon the item sells within, you know, 30 days or that kind of thing. And we're, our velocity is three times higher then or, or or listings created by Sellhound sell you know are three times higher than a regular seller creating a listing 
so we're, you know, we're very proud of that. And of course, you can create five to ten times more listings an hour. So we're really helping, you know, people, part-timers, don't have a lot of time, do this as a secondary income, baby is sleeping, you have an hour, you know, go quickly, you know, post a few things. Instead, you can post 10, you know, 30 things, not a few things. So um, we're, we're very proud yeah, you've been fixing a lot of things, and, you know, for a lot of us, too, you know, we get into this, but I don't know if it's like you, but I kind of get that itch. I got that addiction. When I hear that cha-ching, yes. it just does something into me. It's like better than being in Vegas. <laughs> yes, because the cha-ching means that you got money, as opposed to Vegas, it's that cha you keep on hearing the cha-ching, but it's, you know... There's no money there. It, it goes fast. At least when I'm at the, you know, I'm at the Goodwill when I'm thrifting, it takes an hour or two, so I can enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, right. You, uh, you're, you're pitching at South by Southwest, which is a major accomplishment. How did this happen? And uh, it's, it's coming up. Um, I guess can we get the exclusive on what's going on at South by Southwest? Yes. So South by Southwest has a, you know, so it's technology, uh, film, and music festival. And they're kind of, the, it's like a mosh pit of bringing all this creative energy into one place. Um, so it's exciting. And we applied, and I think there are like 4,000 startups from all over the world that apply. Um, and we got in. We got, we were nominated as one wow. of the, uh, yeah, so it's it's exciting. And we're, we're going to go and um, we're already getting phone calls from venture capitalists and investors. And it's really, really cool. It's really exciting. Well, that's what's awesome because it, it is. It's, you know, you came up with the, I've listened to some of the interviews. You know, your family was texting us, should I buy this? Can you help me list it? I mean, yeah. that's what yes. all our buddies do. We've got a text chain where now all of our friends, if they're somewhere, will send, hey, what do you think about this? And Yeah. So that's how I came up with this idea. So awesome. Cellhound is actually my second startup. The first one was called SnapPost. And it's very similar in terms of the app. It was for eBay. Uh, but there, it was a little different. And the way I came up with this idea was, like I said, I've been selling since uh, eBay was called AuctionWeb, 1997, you know, uh, pre-iPhone. Um, so when the iPhone, what was it, 2007, when Steve Jobs did that great presentation, I still watch it sometimes, it gives me chills, um, of the iPhone, uh, when the iPhone became popular, I started getting pictures my friends and family knew that I, she's the one who sells on eBay, not really knowing and understanding what I do, but knows that I like junk and I sell junk. <laughs> So anytime they were at an estate sale or a thrift store or whatever, and they would see something cool, they would send me a picture and say, hey, hey, this is, you know, only two bucks. Should I buy it? And I'd look at it and go, oh, my God, yeah, buy it. You can probably sell it for 50 bucks or not, you know, that kind of thing. And, of course, the next, <laughs> the next um, you know, message from them was, oh, my God, I tried eBay. It's so difficult. Could you sell it? Could you create the listing for me? Could you help me? So, you know, sometimes I would, being a good friend or family, whatever, and I would create the listing for them, send it to them, and then they would post it. And that's when I realized, that's really when I got my aha moment, because I realized all they did was snap a few pictures. 
That's it. And what they got in exchange was a listing created by a very experienced seller knew, who knew what they're doing. So I, you know, I said, oh, my God, there ought to be an app for that. And I live in, <laughs> yeah, and I live in Santa Cruz, California, which is a stone's throw from Silicon Valley. In fact, we're 25 minutes from eBay headquarters, actually. Um, so, you know, I enrolled in one of these uh, incubator, startup incubators things. Um, and uh, that's when I launched SnapPost. So that SnapPost is, was the kernel of the idea. Cellhound became bigger because because there's so many marketplaces and because the confusion of where to sell and cross-posting and all that, it became a lot more sophisticated. So that's how Cellhound was born. And we use with, with um, Cellhound, with the app, we use, so we have virtual assistants, but we also use a lot of technology. So wherever we can automate pieces of the listings, we do. The exciting piece is that we're also starting to use AI. So we're training and, you know, so that that's that's the piece that really excites me on this. Wow. It's just, yeah. I, I can tell because I do the same. You're excited. You're you're passionate about your product. You know, you're 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 giddy, getting ready for these conferences. Um, I've got another company that I also I, I sell um, off-road wheelchairs. Um, I help a lot of families, but I'm the same passionate kind of how you are. I've got a big pitch conference tomorrow, but learning to me is the fun part, and that's yeah. what I can see you've done. Is you came up with this amazing idea. People want it. People need it. Um, and now I guess the part is, is how else can we help you? I know we want to get our listeners to get on and try it. What other things could we be doing to help you out so more people are familiar with your product? Yeah. I mean, we – any – you know, talk about it, um, tweet or, or like, you know, or repost things about it. We um, – you know, we're, we have a limited budget. We're trying to build this thing to make it the best and the easiest uh, listing tool for everybody and anybody. Um, so, yeah, the more that spread the word, pre download the app. You can download it both on um, for Apple and Android. Uh, the, the Fetch engine is in the app as well, and that's free. The app itself, of course, is free, and you can use the Fetch engine as many times as you want. For you know, when you're going to source, so you can use it to make sure that you're buying something that's worth something, and then we also give you free three free listings to try the listing service. So um, uh, you try it. Plus, like I said, our prices are going to be going up soon. It is an introductory uh, price. As you can imagine, we're not making money right now on the listings. Um, we just want people to use it. We want people to talk about it and we will grandfather in anybody who's, who buys a subscription today will be grandfathered in as long as they keep that subscription. So it's probably a good idea to, uh, try it, see if you like it, see if it would be useful for you. And if so, I would recommend to, you know, get one of the, uh, subscriptions that work for you. It's about ready to blow up. I can tell by the South by Southwest, uh, the investors, I definitely recommend all of our users to get out there, listeners to get out there and download it and just give it a try. That's what me and Adam did, and uh, we're both amazed by how easy it is and and how fast you can list things and get through uh, some of your death piles. 
Uh, Suzanne, before you go, I've been doing some, my, my research, and I, I got a couple of off-topic questions with you, if that's all right. Sure. Now, I see that you've went to UCLA, and we're in Pac-12 country ourselves up here in Utah. Okay. But you're, uh, you're a screenwriter, and, and you've uh, been an actress and in some, some major Hollywood films. But it yes. says here that you have worked with Gene Simmons, and I have to ask you, <laughs> what was that like? It's funny. It was like you could imagine. So, <laughs> okay, I just uh, we hear so many stories about Gene Simmons, yeah. and I just had to ask somebody that's actually actually acted with him. How he, was it? he? We both play. I played his girlfriend in a movie called Wanted, Dead or Alive, and he's a brilliant man. He speaks eight, I think, like eight or ten languages, and it was interesting. It was it blew me away because. You know, I told you I grew up in Israel. I, I even met, I referenced even Yiddish in this podcast. I was going to ask you that. Well, he, uh, my mother, oh, my mother, my parents actually came and visited us on the set. My mother is from Hungary originally. He talked to her. He turned to her and started talking full Hungarian. He spoke full Yiddish and Hebrew. He was actually, I think he, he when he was a young kid, he lived in Israel for a few years. He was like a religious kid in Israel or something. Um, the man is brilliant. Um, on on you know on the one hand, brilliant man. Um, it was great and fun to work with him. At this at the time, I think he was just dating Sharon Tweed, right? Um, yeah. um, but you know, he was he was he was he played my boyfriend on the on the um, in in the film and. Uh, that was intense. Let's let's put it that way. Okay, that's fair enough. He he also seems to have a, a business mind. I've I've heard some interviews okay. with him as well. He's kind of a butt of a lot of jokes, but when you look at uh, what he's done, not only with the, the band Kiss, but just merchandising alone, um, he's got that that same I call it motor desire, whatever you want to call it. He's he's got that built in with him. So I just was reading through that. And I thought that is that that same Gene Gene Simmons, and kind of looked into it. So. Sorry yeah. to go off topic there, but I had to ask. No, no, he definitely is, and he is. You're right. I mean, he's he's brilliant. He's very talented. Um, you know, and it, it's a shtick. His shtick is to be coarse the way he is, and you know, he obviously chose that, and he does it well. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good shtick he's got there. So. Yeah, right. That's another Yiddish word, by the way. Okay, Mandy, we're we're learning Yiddish like crazy. So, one other kind of, uh, you know, we're always about the the home runs and the base hit. So you've done this for a while. Give me two things that you were like amazed that you sold and that you were like, I can't believe somebody paid that much money for this. I, I found one time a, uh, a well, mid-century modern. That I, I recommend for everybody to look for uh, the keyword mid-century modern or MCM, you know, in search. It sold from high to low. Just that. I'm always amazed by, you know, of course you have the really expensive furniture, fine, you know, the Eames chairs and all those. Okay, four, five thousand, six thousand dollars. I'm not going to find an Eames chair. But when you go a little further down, plastic uh, waste baskets that look like from Target or IKEA. They can sell for, you know, $100, that kind of thing. If it's oh, an original, Henry, you know, mid-century modern by a certain designer, they look like garbage. I mean, it looks like 
<laughs> so uh, I'm always uh, impressed with that. And I did find a lamp once that was, I, you know, I was looking at it, it did look like a Target thing, but I, you know, the, the lights, the, you know, um, what is it called where you plug it in, the plug, looked a little old and it was heavy and I was going, this looks too ugly to be, it, it looks too ugly, it means, meaning that's probably good. And I brought it home and I, you know, I did a lot of research and I found out it was one of these mid-century modern designers, fancy schmancy. And I ended up selling it for like $1,600. You know, I bought it at the Salvation Army. I remember it was Salvation Army for like $745 or whatever. So wow. that was um, – I had that's, another – That's story. just like me and me and Derek. That's kind of what our wives did. They took a chance on us, and we both turned out to be home runs. So. Are you mid-century? <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's, that's great. appreciate that reference. <laughs> I'm certainly mid-century, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, another time is I went one time to, you know, like the Goodwill bins. We used to have one here called the Bargain Barn. They moved it, sadly. Um, but uh, they would do like a dump every day. What they did here is they dumped everything in the morning, and then they opened the gates, and everybody went running in, and things went flying. You know, I mean, it was a scene. Um, but uh, one time I went, and there were all these teddy bears all over the place. And I realized somebody died probably i always find stories right somebody i make up stories so somebody died and the kids of course the kids are going to throw away everything that's another thing that i want to tell everybody don't hang on to your shit you're you know because when you're dead your kids are just going to donate it to the thrift store sell it now use the money for something else right wow anyway. We're going to have to get you to sell the end of our show. I mean, that's <laughs> we always say the two things that are certain are death piles and taxes. So Right. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, so I went and I saw all these teddy bears, and I picked a whole bunch of them, and I couldn't buy them all. But there was one teddy bear that kind of looked at me sadly, and I was trying to figure out, is this one going to, you know, if, I, if I'm going to make some money off of it. And then, you know, I decided to put it back. So at the end of the day at Bargain Barn, and I always go at the end because I want to be kicked out because otherwise I'll be there all day. So I need that, you know, that that's my type. So at the end of the day, they bring these big machines and they pull all the junk and they throw it in the, you know, these big containers and it was off to the dump. And I'm, as I'm looking, I see that teddy bear that I didn't pick hanging from the, you know, uh, they had this big forklift thing. The, the claw. Yeah, the claw. And he's hanging like from his leg looking at me slow in slow motion as he's being put and thrown into the bin. I still, just even telling that story, um, I feel like I killed, I killed a kid, you know, I killed somebody. <laughs> I, I, that I didn't, he was looking at me so sadly. He was like, why didn't you take me? Now I'm going to the dump. So, yeah, and I ended up buying one of the teddy bears ended up selling a big, huge teddy bear for $600 to a vet. I, it, for some reason, a vet bought him. Beautiful, big, huge teddy bear. Yeah. Well, we have our, our um, listeners out there that are just starting this off. We'll, we'll wrap this up. We know we've took uh, way too much of your time. You've been very generous to come on here, and we appreciate um, every minute that you've given us. We have a lot of people who listen, and they say, I want to start selling. I just don't know how or where to start. 
Uh, as far as the clothing and things go, you have a just simple bolos that people might overlook that seem to be at the, the shops all the time that people just getting started could look for, some tips for, for beginners um, before they come to sell hand and stuff. We always say just, just try it out, list a few things. Do you have any suggestions or, or recommendations for people just getting started? You know, I would actually recommend go to your closet. You know, don't go to the thrift store. Get your feet wet, absolutely. Go to your closet, take a few things. It doesn't matter even if it's going to sell for $3 or $5. It doesn't matter because you're learning. You're learning how to, how it works. You're learning how the shipping works. You're getting feedback, right? All that is important for your business. But in terms of thrift stores, um, shoes. I would recommend to go men's shoes. I like men's clothing. I don't like women's clothing. And the reason is men, you know, if it's a little too big, they put on a belt. You know, <laughs> um, uh, women, if it doesn't fit perfectly, they'll send it back. So that's what I found anyway. So I, I like to focus when I do uh, fashion, usually when I pick and I don't have a lot of time, jackets, like men's jackets. A lot of times at thrift stores, you know, they, they price them like a shirt or maybe not. So you can probably buy, find something for uh, that you can sell for a higher amount. Um, yeah. But, you know, start with good, with brands that you look everything up. I look everything up before I buy at the thrift store. I sit, I make a pile in my uh, carriage. I grab everything first. And then I sit on a nice comfy couch there and I go through everything and I put back, I always put everything back nicely so the people do, who work there don't go, oh no, there's that crazy lady again. They're happy when I come because I put everything back that I don't buy and, uh, and I always leave with good things. So. Wow. Well, you've obviously, you, you've got some, some tips, some trades. You've been doing this for a long time. Um, like I said, we really appreciate you, you coming on the show and, and sharing us with your knowledge. Um, definitely good luck to you here at your, your South by Southwest show. When okay. is that happening, Suzanne? That is in Austin, Texas, uh, on the 13th of March through, I think, like the 18th of March. Wow, that's that's coming up yeah, soon. Yeah. Um, best of luck to you there. Like I said, we really appreciate it. You've been more than helpful. Um, I'm just amazed, like it says, what you've created over the years. Um, we got one question for you. We'll see if you can help us out with this. Like it says, we're called Death Piles and Taxes. And maybe if you could help us end this little segment. And, and what are those two things in life that are certain, Suzanne? Death Piles and Taxes. All right. <laughs> for sure. 